Blurred Up, Blurred Up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. You can find us on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. We are on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. We are on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. You can find us on Blurred.com, our partners. Great website full of nerdy content from a black cultural lens. I'm your host, Brendan, and I'm joined by Marquita. Hey. Yeah, sorry for the absence, y'all. It's been, what, two weeks now? Two weeks, too long. Too long. It's been a long time. <laughs> Shouldn't have, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so for the folks on Instagram who, who saw what was going on, I got injured. Hmm. Yeah, on, on, on Christmas, I believe I did some deadlifts poorly, and my back hurt a few days later. I was, uh, I was actually walking to the subway, and I literally stopped mid-walk I, I couldn't walk anymore like Jeez. like my legs just wouldn't work you i'm sorry you've been struggling with this since christmas and you didn't tell us i'm gonna I'm get there so i went to the doctor like the next day and they said it didn't appear serious i, I recovered mm-hmm. but he told me to like lay off weight training and bicycle and swim so at that appointment i got a consultation an x-ray physical therapy and prescription for painkillers. And I want the good people back in the States to estimate how much that cost me. Mm-hmm. You may know about, but I want them to guess. <laughs> done? It cost me $15. Wow. Yo. We're going to talk about Korean healthcare system a little later on, but just ride with me on this. So for two months, you know, things didn't really get better for me. I thought, you know, I'm in my mid-30s. I should be able to heal up okay. But I am a gym teacher. So, and I'm a gym teacher at a kindergarten. So it didn't really get better. Kids are always tugging on me, I guess. I guess that was too much on my back. So I went last Monday and the doc said that I should get an MRI. And I figured, you know, maybe this will cost a little more. So I thought I heard the doctor say $45. But when I got to the registry, the lady's like, nah, baby, it's $450. And I was like, oh. So this especially hurt because remember the last show, I was excited to finally upgrade to a new smartphone, right? Mm -hmm. So I bought this used S10 for $500. But it turned out the phone that was sold to me was stolen (gasps) and it wasn't usable. So I got a refund the day... I had to give it back to the doctor for the MRI. So I had all this money back in my, my hand cash and I had to fork it over for this MRI. I feel like that's lucky though. Like You're right. You're very right. But yeah, I was I was I was devastated. First, you know, it's like I'm angry at my doctor's kind of irresponsibility for not really making me do this sooner and the possibility that I may have a permanent disability now and that outrageous cost. So I, I cried the whole time during the MRI scan. It's, it was like 20 minutes. It's like you have to lay in this white coffin and it's just like drumming and booming for like 20 minutes. Yeah. But are you okay now? Well, we'll get there. Oh, <laughs> I'm so worried about you, Brendan. No, it, honestly, I mean, listen to my tone. I'm I'm actually okay, but there's there's some more fun drama. Um. So yeah, so last week... After the MRI, the doctor said, you know, he gave me some painkillers and he told me to do some kind of physical therapy yoga at home to kind of 
strengthen my back and kind of force my my slip discs. That's what happened to me. I slipped disc back into my into the correct place. And so the first day, yeah, I was serious about it. It felt good, but then I woke up and I could barely move. Oh God! And I was terrified. Right? I felt like a turtle on its back. You know, just I I, I really could not even. It was a struggle to even turn over on my side. And I was completely helpless. Mm. And I, I didn't want to push myself because I thought maybe I could permanently damage something, make it worse. Who wants to be paralyzed in their apartment with no one to call to help? So I Googled how much an ambulance would cost in Korea. Because I know in the States, it's ridiculously expensive, right? Mm. It turns out it was free 99 free and i was like bet so i called the ambulance in korean told them my problem gave them my key code because you know i know in america there's there's a lot of keys with Mm -hmm. your doors but over here we have a lot of key codes and they came over they came in wearing masks and goggles like it was like et like i was infected because of of the corona scare Mm -hmm. and even they were like they were they were like knocking through my door like hey man do you have a cough or anything or (laughs) or a fever like bro i'm almost barely like like getting here i was like this at the time but anyway should have started coughing <laughs> bro no 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 <laughs> they came in they carried me out of my apartment in a stretcher oh laid me out and took me in the ambulance to the er so i got another x-ray and they they put these these painkillers in my veins like a like a needle drip and let me sleep there and guess how much that costs Seventy dollars. Mm. Honestly, if that, that was America, that would have been a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I was grateful for that. But anyway, I woke up. I was feeling good. Again, I think because I hadn't exercised in like two months, my muscles were just sore, and I was just freaking out. I'm pretty good right now. Like I shouldn't do any back exercises, but the doctor said like I could start bench pressing again and things like that Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go to my gym next week and just see what i can do talk to the trainers and just get back into it i miss Mm. weight training man yeah i feel that Mm -hmm. but yeah besides the silliness of the original doctor and the mri my experience with health services here pretty good Mm -hmm. and we'll get to this a little later but for anyone unsure or scared of how we handle single-payer health care medicare for all like take my experience to heart it can be a beautiful thing mm-hmm. and from what i understand sanders plan uh medicare for all is more progressive than what we have here in korea mm-hmm. which i think you'll talk on a little more it's mainly single-payer system with some private insurance and elective care like mris well i looked at it and there seems to be no other name for it besides universal health care but okay. uh i saw that it covers 97% of inhabitants in Korea, including foreigners here. Right. I don't know what the 3% is, but it covers pretty much all of us. 97%, that's so weird. Yeah, that's what it said, 97%. It's the national health insurance. Mm. Yeah, it's great, y'all. It's the best. It's the reason why a lot of people aren't leaving for the States just yet. Really? Because of the, the virus. Like, it's much better here. But we'll get to that. Yeah, let's get to that right now. I mean, everyone's been messaging me, calling me, Brennan, are you okay? I've heard about Korea. And yeah. 
My parents want me to come home. They're like, Marquita, you got to pack a bag right now. You got to make sure you have spam and you got to make sure if you evacuate, blah, blah, blah. It's blah, the blah. zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I'm ready. I kind of wish it were the zombie apocalypse. The Walking Dead has prepared me. I'm ready. You know what I think? I think Korea would do better with zombies because even though it's denser, it's more vertical. And mm-hmm. it's harder for zombies to kind of do verticality than the the big open plains of America and just mm. crashing into your house and your windows. Mm-hmm. Like imagine someone coming up to my, you know, the 15th floor of my apartment, like these mm. zombies, like, no, like mm-hmm. we're good over here, I think. Yeah. No guns though. Eh, but I, I think I'd rather hack and slash. I agree. It gets tiring though. Yeah. That's true. I want to hatch it. <laughs> Yeah, Corona, it's like what? We have the second highest number of confirmed cases. However, I think that there are a lot, a lot of, well, not a lot, but Italy and Japan, those cases are rising. And Japan is another story in and of itself because they're not even testing people like they should. Mm. So, yeah, we may have the second highest cases, but we're actually testing folks. Korea is actually doing stuff. And that's why. And it's free. Exactly. Unlike America, where I hear it's quite expensive. It's like, what, like $3,000? Yeah. Like, mm, I don't know, y'all. I think I'd rather stay here. <laughs> yeah, for real. It. I mean, believe us. I think what's, the only thing that's different for us is, for me, my school is completely shut down. Like, yeah. a lot of, like, all the public schools are shut down. I think a lot of universities are shut down. They're all shut down until the 29th, at least. Yeah, and... A lot of jobs have told people to work from home. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're taking a lot of precautions. Whereas in America, right, you you could have you could have the virus mm-hmm. and not take any sick leave because of just how capitalist that country is. And they're telling people, don't wear masks. Only if you're sick, wear a mask and that kind of thing. And I heard the virus, like, it was confirmed in at least one person in New York City. Mm-hmm. But because people can't afford to get tested, you know New York plus virus. Now, come on, it's y'all. It's a dense city. It ain't just one person. No. Y'all better be wearing your mask. You better be wearing the hand sanitizer. Well, there's... Can, can you wear hand sanitizer? You know what I mean. Have a have a <laughs> necklace necklace of hand sanitizers just like... I would. A, like your blade, just like like garlic. Better, you know, get ready, but don't don't be don't be xenophobic and racist. Like, no, I watched a, a video earlier today of a a guy who, um, they were on the subway. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it was. I just always assume that subway videos are in New York, <laughs> but um, it was sad because uh, I think it was on that page, the love life of an Asian guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you follow that page, yeah, sure. and like. Of course, it was this, you know, this Asian gentleman just standing there on the subway looking really fed up because this guy was like yelling at him, move, go away. I don't want you near me, under me, etc. And he took out a spray bottle of something. I couldn't see what it was. And he just sprayed it near him, like all around him. And I'm just like, yeah, that's why? Time. Yeah. And for me, what made it even worse was that he was black. Ooh. And I'm just like, dude, like, you know how we felt when Ebola came out and all those other diseases and people treated us like shit? Mm. And it's just like. Or just anything. Yeah. 
just anything in general like we we pull out skittles and get shot yeah exactly how are you going to just assault this this asian dude on the train doing nothing you know let's be real here like we we all know that there is anti-blackness everywhere in the world especially in certain areas and communities of east asia we all know but like for me if someone is has literally done nothing to you exactly if they if they've done nothing at all to you like what's the point it's just disgusting and and horrible we cannot let crises drive us to the worst versions of ourselves 9-11 happened when i was a junior in high school and literally you know we, we watched the buildings go down in my in my soul studies class mm-hmm. and the bell rang and all of a sudden on the hallway it's it's some it's some fucking arabs and i'm like oh god yeah exactly even at that age i'm like jesus christ is that what we're doing now yeah every time something happens yeah and it's associated with a group of people the world plays the blame game and the world forgets humanity and compassion you know you know we talk about the walking dead we talk about you know these zombie films Mm -hmm. where you see the easy to see monsters but we oftentimes ignore that zombie films the real monsters are the human beings exactly i don't want us to become like that Mm -hmm. especially something like like this so early i mean man and it's not like it's not that difficult just wash your hands wash your hands cover your mouth it's not that hard and overall the the fatality rate is not that high it's the people who have died largely have been people who are elderly um or have deficient immune systems however i do have a problem with that statement as well okay because like a lot of people have said that and even i said that earlier but if you think about it like i'm also one of those people who is immunodeficient because i have asthma so i already have Mm. a pre-existing condition so it's just kind of like when people say that they don't think about it even i said it but like when you're saying you know oh well it's kind of like saying oh well only the old people and the sick people will die or have a chance, a larger chance of dying. I know that's not what we're saying. No, no, no. But not. that's what kind of comes off as. And I didn't really realize that. Even me myself as an immunocompromised person, I mm-hmm. didn't realize that until I kept seeing the same articles and the same comments pop up and people who have uh, other immune issues mm-hmm. that are more severe than mine, they kind of said, well, you know, I'm kind of worried. Like, sure. And they have every right to be. They sure do. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of like one of those things where like, I'm not panicking, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely careful. For sure. I mean, I have hand sanitizer right in the coat over there. I'm strapped. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, like just now, literally during the show, like 25 minutes ago, um, I got a an alert from Google on Fox News that said uh, Kim Jong-un sends condolence letter to South Korea over coronavirus outbreak. Yeah, man. They, they're just trained shooting cats over there. I, I read a report that some confirmed case of corona and they just shot that person dead. <laughs> like that's, that's ridiculous. And then wow. he, he put out some some ad or on tv was just like if this stuff starts spreading there will be grave consequences and i was like "Ooh, no 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 man Mm-mm. i will not be pleased <laughs> i miss that i love the north korean lady announcer 
she talks like this all oh, the time. Yeah. Soul will rain in a sea of fire. Yes. We will bathe in the blood of our enemies. It's yeah. it's awesome. It's I always want the same message her. every year. I want to meet her. <laughs> there are not many celebrities I want to meet, but she's she's high on the list. I just want to learn how to communicate with her and just talk to her. Oh gosh. Do you want some more eggs? Yes, I'm 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 good. <laughs> I'm 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 cool. Pass the salt, please. Wow. All right. Wow. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you posted this. So along with this corona scare, just like any catastrophe or pop cultural thing, Pornhub made a parody about it. Yeah. There is literally the the article that is going around and it is true. <laughs> the headline is Coronavirus Porn is Going Viral on Pornhub. That's a great headline. That's just so fucked up. Like, I I don't even know what to do anymore. Like, how does that work? Oh, I, oh, nurse, <clears throat> I'm sick. Womp womp womp. It's like no. Like, how does that? Like, I'm I'm dying. That's that's like. But, well, before you go. Oh my god. Why? Let me let me check check your temperature. Why? Ah. <laughs> uh. I just, I can't. Yeah, I don't know how that works. What is wrong with people? (laughs) Who would watch that? And uh, an even better question, who would get turned on from that? Well, I should probably check it out for educational. No, 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 I'm not allowing that. You are forbidden. I'm taking away your internet. I'm taking away everybody's internet for like an entire year. Taking away your internet first. Nobody is going to watch that. (laughs) Okay. Wink. (laughs) Canceled. Canceled. Speaking of scary, let's uh, I'll move on to Candyman. Oh, you said it once. Candyman. I'm not going to say it. Candyman. Stop it. Candyman. <laughs> I'll say it one more time, though. <laughs> Aren't black women in this movie the ones who are supposed to be cautious? And you you really playing with chance here. I live life on the edge, okay? Do you? Mm. I mean, I carry hand sanitizer, but, you In know. the words of Vanessa Williams in the movie, shh. <laughs> Anyway, have you have you seen the original? I did see it a long time ago when I was uh, quite young, and I think I was too young to understand it. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like you know, my my dad got me into horror movies, and he was like, you know, oh, this this is so scary. And for me, I was just like, why is this scary? It's a guy with a hook, et cetera, et cetera. But I didn't see like all of the the other subtleties behind it. Mm-hmm. And of course I was too young to know Tony Todd, you know, he's pretty awesome as a, you know, villain, but yeah. I think I might rewatch it for this. We definitely need to. I, I mm-hmm. haven't seen the movie. I feel like I've seen maybe parts of it, but mm-hmm. honestly it came out what? 1992. Yeah. And Tony Todd was terrifying for a second grader like me. Mm-hmm. Um, my first time seeing him in full was in the crow movie from 94. He was a uh-huh. henchman. So that was a little more that was a little easier to digest, but Tony Todd's his voice and just the imagery of the hook. I was just like, nope, 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 nope. Mm-hmm. But yeah, before our review, uh, the movie comes out June twelfth, and I don't know if it'll come out here earlier. It better, 
I don't, well, I don't know if it'll come out earlier or at the same mm. time, mm. but it'll definitely come here. It better come here. I want to see all the Koreans jump in their seats like they do with every other scary movie. <laughs> so what did you think of the trailer? I At first, I was just like, why is everyone, you know, going crazy over this trailer? I'm, you know, I mean, I get it. It's um, a, a black woman's directing it. Jordan Peele is producing it. N- Nia DaCosta, excuse me, is, you know, directing it. A and black she woman. She co-wrote it. Mm-hmm. Jordan Peele also has, you know, his effect on it as well. And everyone's excited for it. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, all right, it's just another, you know, it's a reboot. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, all right. Let me pause you there because it's not a reboot. It's a sequel. I watched a video by New Rock Stars on YouTube, and they did a really well-done breakdown. So again, this is a sequel. If you haven't seen the original movie, you have. So this is a, spo- it's a spoiler for me. I didn't know. But Abdul Yahya Mateen II, um, Black Manta, is the grown-up version of the baby that was saved in the original movie oh. by the lead character, uh, the white woman, Helen. Ooh. In the original, Helen became kind of the new Candyman. Right. And in this movie, it appears that he will be changing into the new Candyman. The original mother, played by Vanessa Williams, the one who you know, sh- sh- you know, claps and sh- sh- was in the original Candyman film, carrying that baby, and she's in this movie now. Hmm. I did not. Yeah. I didn't know that. Ooh. And it's, this crazy. The crazy thing is, I didn't know that that was his mother. Because she looks so young. I, I thought that was his girlfriend mm-hmm. wife. Like, black mm-hmm. don't crack, you It really doesn't. Oh, she looks good. Yeah, I was like, man, she's his mother? Mm-hmm. Her His actual girlfriend, you know what that reminds me of? You mm-hmm. didn't see, see Glass, but Glass's mother, who they kind of put that kind of brownie mix on her face and kind of tried to make her look old when she was really, mm-hmm. like, younger than Samuel Jackson was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway, his actual girlfriend is the woman who will play Monica Rambeau, uh, the black Captain Marvel, in the WandaVision Disney Ooh. Plus show. So look forward to seeing a lot more of her. She, oh. She's going to have one heck of a year, I hope. Got goosebumps. Yeah. I want to go to my favorite part of the trailer, and that was at the very beginning. We're going we're gonna to play a little clip here for y'all. Candyman. The urban legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you. Who would do that? Candyman. White people. <laughs> it's true. You know who don't do that? <laughs> like, for real. Well, I mean, everyone just heard you do it, so Mrs. That is Live true. on the edge. That is true. She's going against against type here. <laughs> I mean. But yeah, I, I like in this, even though this, this trailer was very scary, I like the racial commentary again Mm. we see and even in that that bathroom scene the one asian person similar to the racial triangulation metaphor in get out how there was that one asian guy Mm -hmm. in the party but he was with them but not really with them at the same time yeah like i i thought that was really funny Mm -hmm. i i you know i hope this renaissance of black horror keeps up that commentary right trust black women um etc however we're starting to see kind of recurring tropes in these movies, trailers, like the token Asian person, mm-hmm. the remix of popular black pop songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about the the Say My Name remix. I thought they tried a little too hard. Like, To be honest, I didn't really think about it. Like, uh-huh. I read that like people were going crazy over it, but I'm just like, all right. It's, it, you know, 
I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's a good trailer. Yeah, that's where I was. I, like, this, this didn't hit me like the five on it. Yeah. I think the I Got Five on it remix was cool because it started off organically in the trailer. They were kind of vibing off of it in the car. Right. And then it was a happy tone. And as things started to go dark, mm-hmm. so did the music. It kind of morphed. Yeah. And I liked how that worked. Mm-hmm. I just hope that Jordan Peele's camp keeps the ideas fresh going forward. I mean, I have absolute faith in him. Uh, one cool detail that the new rock stars pointed out, they remixed that Beyonce song and what are her fans called? The Bayhive. The Beehive. And Kenny Man has the bees, you know? And even in the trailer, he was like, I am the writing on the wall. And yeah. De- Destiny's Child's yeah. album, Writing's on the Wall. Mm-hmm. So that's, I thought that was cool. Yeah. But yeah, as you said, the director is Nia DaCosta. Nia DaCosta. It is not Jordan Peele. No. He co-produced it. He co-wrote the story. But Nita Costa is directing, and she also co-wrote the story. She did a film called Little Woods, a film starring Tessa Thompson, which came out last year. She also worked on the British drug drama Top Boy. Hmm. So yeah, Get Out and Us were immensely popular films here, so it'll undoubtedly Mm -hmm. come here. I'm excited. But please know it was a black woman who directed And she's 29 years old. She's young, she's creative, she's talented. She's please. younger than she's younger than Ryan Coogler was when he did Black Panther. Oh, nice. It's really cool that Jordan Peele is bringing people up. He is, yeah. Rooting for everybody black. Mm-hmm. Find us, anyway. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I wonder if he's going to do any kind of like press tours here. I'd love to meet him. Yeah, that would be nice because I feel like Korea is opening up more. Like I, th- I think we've probably have said this at some point in mm-hmm. the past, and a lot of people have said it. But Korea is opening up more to black films and other films. Like Just I was shocked when Get Out came to Korea. Yeah, and it was huge, right? It was, it was number one for two yeah. weeks. Yeah, and like even my students, they still talk about it. They're like, oh, yeah. when I ask them, you know, what's the scariest movie you ever seen? Oh, Get Out was really scary. And I was just like, well, you don't know the half of it. But I'm glad you watched it and I'm glad you, you know. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about Candyman? Uh, I'm excited to see it. And should I say it one more time? Well, you aren't (laughs) in the mirror, so I guess you'll be safe. No, I'm not going to risk it. I ain't going to risk it. Here lies Kita. (laughs) are you enjoying this show so far you know i've had a few folks come up to me and they ask oh brendan how can i get into podcasting i hear your podcast and it makes me want to try it too i'm glad you asked if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain First, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other streaming services. You can make money from your podcast with minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R, period, F-M, to get started. Okay, let's, uh, I want to move on. Look, folks, this is actually going to get a little serious. A, a little serious. 
if you're not political, um, you can turn off the show now. But before the show, I honestly was just going to talk about Candyman and some other fun news. But after Super Tuesday, I couldn't just not say anything on the show. It was quite an interesting Tuesday. It was a depressing Tuesday. I um, So for those who don't know, I think I may have said this before on our Lion King show, but I'm an international studies and human rights major. So politics is very important to me. I read about it just as much as I do nerdy things daily. So we're going to get into Super Tuesday just a little bit. And first I want to just share our initial reactions. And I think my feelings are best summed up by one of my favorite reactions done by Angela Abar from Watchmen. The fuck? <laughs> wow. So much preparation went into that, guys. Like, <laughs> legit. <laughs> I was angry all day. <sighs> it's like, before Pete and Amy dropped out, I was sure Bernie was going to sweep this, except for some southern states. But as soon as the endorsements rolled in like like a wave i got pretty nervous mm. and then one state after another i was filled with dread i expected bernie to at least pull a win out of texas but he even lost that one mm. however there have been reports and i think you posted about some of that some unreasonably long waiting times that disproportionately yeah. affected voters of color mm-hmm. there and other places voter suppression is still a major hindrance in the states when we say institutionalized racism this is an example mm. tell your friends who don't believe it on both sides it's not just the republicans yes so yeah just breaking down the numbers there were 14 states slash territories that were on the ballot biden won eight sanders won four bloomberg won one but he dropped out right but a few of these were very tight like maine Massachusetts and Texas. I think Maine just got called like while I was asleep. Mm. Who they call it for? Biden. <sighs> Why, y'all? Why? 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 So as what we're going to kind of talk about a little bit today and see if we can talk about some solutions too. So first question is, what do you think is the reason the progressives lost. And I'm going to lump Warren and Bernie together on this, and we'll talk a little bit about them more. I think on Bernie's side, I think that he has to change his message. Mm. Um, I'm a Bernie supporter, but one of my biggest critiques is his self-labeling of being a democratic socialist. Mm. He's not or at least his policies aren't. His policies are that of a social Democrat, like Franklin Roosevelt and and Warren, really. Mm. Um, His revolution is really a return to an old and very popular Democratic style that confronts many of today's problems. Social democracy means reforms that make living in a capitalist system more livable, more humane. Mm. Even if Sanders pushed through everything he wanted to the letter the u.s would still be a capitalist country mm-hmm. you could live in a capitalist country and still have your taxes pay for health care like our roads or our mail service or firefighters for him to dress that up and scare the masses with that 
wrong label was I think a mistake. Mm. It's like um, <laughs> I, I, you know, there's like these like these uh these Korea boos here who are like black or white who want to be Korean. Like I had a I had a, a white classmate in university who he studied in Japan for a year like I did, and my man came back with a J pop hairdo and was like, "Call me Kenji," and I'm like. <laughs> You're Japanese after a year abroad? Like, nah, player. You are you are a white man who speaks Japanese pretty well. Stop it. Oh my god. You know what I'm saying? It's like actual socialism would be a true revolution of the system. I'm sorry. No, I, I, no, I feel you. No, he. I was bugging out on that dude. I'm like, brother, stop. <laughs> Call me Kenji. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, socialism is not really a political system. It's a it's an economic system, right? Mm-hmm. If you work at a company um, in socialism, the workers would own the means of production. All like the entire executive board, if there would be such a thing under a social system, the workers would be the head of would, would control that whole board, right. all of them. It wouldn't be like a CEO in stockholders. It would be the workers. Mm-hmm. Under Warren and Bernie's plan, only what forty percent of the executive boards etc would be or the shareholders the stockholders would be workers or something like that like it's it's a compromise yeah both both candidates are social democrats that's Mm -hmm. that's their policy and it it makes it harder to focus on policy when bernie and his supporters are facing this but he's a socialist thing people like i feel like half the people who are saying that don't really understand what it means no there's like the sheep style of thinking like oh i have to hate socialism why well it's not democratic and like you know i'm not saying like you have to agree with you know socialist ideals or anything but it's just like do you understand what you're saying do you understand every like every aspect of the ideologies of course you know but i think i think bernie also made it harder to do that when he's literally saying beep 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 i'm a socialist I mean, Obama was championing universal health care yeah. and all kind of stuff in 08, but he wasn't like, guys, look at me, Barack Hussein Obama. I have enough problems with, with my name and my skin tone. Also, yeah. I'm calling myself a socialist. Like, he didn't need those problems. They called him a socialist anyway, yeah. of course, but it wasn't like he invited that on himself. Mm-hmm. Bernie, Bernie was like, yeah, that's me. I'm like, no, dude, that's not who you are. Yeah. Stop it. But yet he's doing better than Warren, I think, which is quite unfortunate for me. I don't, it's not that I hate him, but like, hmm. To talk about it. Actually, I wanted to get a Warren supporter on the show mm-hmm. to talk about it. I have my own problems with Warren, and I, and I have problems with Bernie. Like, I've already voiced some problems with Bernie. I'll have some more later on, but what's your, what's your well, pitch for Warren? Like, I'm just going to dis- disclaim this really quick. Like I'm not like a political expert, you know, like, it's okay. <laughs> but I do try to do my research mm-hmm. and I, I try not to speak too much on political things. Um, but um, from what I see, Elizabeth Warren, she has a more, she has a more laid out plan for things like Bernie. Of course he has some plans, but a lot of things he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to support this and I'm going to do this. What's what's the plan? Well, you know, I got some ideas, but I'm going to do it, which, you know, whatever. All right. He's got, you know, the the headline. He's got the title. But in some places with the, the paragraphs or subtext, it's a little thin. 
Warren, on the other hand, she, she's she got a more laid out plan that mentions a lot of the struggles of black folks in America. And uh, she's even she's even talked about it like in her plans too. like, you know, she's talked a little bit about reparations. She's talked about, you know, the incarceration rate for people of color and black folks and things like that. And she her her plan mentions more of that than some other plans. And I like that, you know, out of the candidates that we have, that's what I like more. Yeah, I think you're right. I think. I think even though Bernie has gotten more intersectional since his last campaign Mm -hmm. and his campaign staff certainly represent more intersectionality, I think Warren does do a better job of speaking of it. But Bernie has talked about black women and mortality rates um, on the debate stage and and, and on the campaign trail. He, He has all that stuff. But credit to Warren because she was the first person to do that do that stuff right but honestly both candidates have kind of done a leapfrog of i put out this plan first and then they do it and then she does yeah. it, and then he does it so um i actually went to warren's black agenda page today before the show mm. and you're right i think she definitely outlines and details with percentages and statistics the experiences of black people and she even has a plan for pacific uh, Islanders, uh, Asian, Native right. Americans, etc., which is great. However, and I don't want folks to come at me, it feels like a lot of her actual plans themselves are still kind of a rising tide raises all boat mm. um, policies. So I went to her her Black Women page, and it was about um, mortality rates. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, black black women face this percentage of whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's that's great information. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do about it specifically? And so it says, I'm going to have a plan that um, holds doctors to account if just women die. It wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't targeted at black women. It was just like women. Right. And it was like, that's a great plan. It's a great plan for women. And mm-hmm. it'll disproportionately help black women of course but it the language in her actual plan wasn't about them or you know i saw something about um just discrimination in the workplace and how she's gonna you know black people face this hurdle of starting a business or getting a loan and doing this whatever whatever getting a job getting hired getting promoted etc i will create a ban for com- for companies that don't hit this quota mm-hmm. for diversity, and it was more of a broad thing as opposed to like focusing on black women at that point. Yeah. And so, like once you swim through the, here's what black folks go through, and look at the actual plans. It's like this this is, they're good plans, but to try to act like it's a huge leap and a huge uh, difference from Sanders. Yeah, it's, and that's kind of what I want to get to today about kind of unification. But yeah. yeah, that's just I mean I haven't read everything that she's put out, mm-hmm. but some of the things that I've seen, it's like here's my here's my agenda for for black folks and gun violence. Gun violence is terrible; it disproportionately hurts black people. I propose this background check, and it's like yeah, I mean, yeah, this will help people, but like, is it? You're not really putting black into this yeah. actual plan. You know what I'm saying? Like. Bernie, Bernie does the same thing. Yeah. Black folks have, you know, 
bad access to medical care. Um, black mothers are dying at horrible rates. Because of that, I want to do universal health care. It's like, okay, it's a good plan, but like you're not really putting black into it. And they're, I think they're kind of similar in that way. It's I, true. Warren's like, better about it. I'm not, I'm not trying to say like she's, she's not. Yeah. But when her fans are like, Bernie's completely race blind yeah. and whatever, it's like, no, like stop. Like to me, you know, like they're, they're both quite similar, but yes. I, I, I think they're, I just feel a little bit more, oh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, ah. She definitely speaks to black women much like more like i'm not even trying to but you're or women, or you're women, quite period. right like they are quite similar and i think in, in policy they, yeah and how they like express you know what they're going to do but at the same time like it makes me feel distrustful you know because a lot of a lot of candidates say say this stuff especially when they're campaigning like oh i'm gonna you know help the people of color i'm gonna you know help the um, I'm going to help like, you know, African-Americans get Mm -hmm. treated better in this Mm -hmm. country, et cetera, et cetera. And then once they get into office, it's just like so many candidates go back on their word Mm. and it's like, what happened? So like they're saying, you know, all the things to get us listening now. But you know, it's it's a common it's common trick in politics anyway. But it's just like, how can you trust them? Right. And it makes me even though I like both of them and I mm-hmm. do like Warren, I just I still feel distrustful. I I get uncomfortable in the debates when it's like all these white folks are on the stage, like that North Carolina debate where they were on the stage talking about mm-hmm. I love black folks more. No, I do. No, I do. Yeah. No, you suck. I, I'm better. Even even though I'm a war I'm a Sanders supporter, it's still a little cringy to hear them talk about it. Yeah. Warren and Sanders have like they have pretty good political records in regards to sexism and racism, voting for certain things, championing certain things. Um, you know, Sanders, uh, when he was mayor in in Vermont, you know, he in had my college town, Burlington, all straight, UVM, straight. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, he he was very like in the eighties. He was you know pushing for queer rights at that time. Right. You know he you know. It's the tired thing of, you know, he, you know, fought for civil rights back in the 60s. He was arrested for it. I mean, there's all kinds of things. I mean, Warren's Warren's done and voted for a lot of things. So I personally trust them to carry out those things. I think, honestly, if they were to get into power, either of them, Mm -hmm. that would be the thing that I would count on them to do the most because their Mm -hmm. other more populist uh, agendas, you know, trying to get... uh, 40% 40% of your of your the, the executive board to right. have you, you union members i mean they're going to fight that hard mm-hmm. trying to get universal health care they're going to fight that hard mm-hmm. but just saying hey guys like let's not be so racist anymore and i think that'll be a little easier for right. america to swallow or sex etc um anyway i want to get back to some more critiques in the vein of messaging i think this idea of being an outsider the socialist outsider sounded romantic in the beginning and it certainly attracted young people. You know, he has a disproportionate amount of young people supporting him. Bernie does. However, reports have shown they didn't turn out this week. Historically, the youth vote is unreliable. And I think Sanders needs to focus more on the suburban and older vote because socialism, as you were talking about, is still a scary word for them, mm-hmm. like it or not. I think Sanders needs to do more to make inroads with the older black vote they are the kingmakers within the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. um, and Biden has a has a long relationship with them. 
Um, I think the progressives didn't unify the way that the corporate centrists did. I mean, pretty much they made a moderate Voltron <laughs> and propped up Biden like Weekend at Bernie's. It's just, uh, you know, <laughs> there's no guarantee that had Warren dropped out after her poor performance and endorsed Bernie that it would guarantee Bernie a victory in some states. But I wholeheartedly believe, I know I sent you the link about just the, the percentages. Right. I think the progressive movement would have won Massachusetts. Yeah. They would have won Maine and probably Texas. I, and he would have won the other states that he did win by a larger, a wider margin. Hmm. Do, do you think she should drop out? Well, I read an article earlier today that said that her team is actually considering dropping out. Mm. And I was like, no, I think I shared it too. Like, It's, you know, but at the same time, like we, like we said, they are quite similar in how they express what they want to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Warren uh, took third place in her home state. Yeah. Come on now. Biden didn't even campaign there. And he took it. And she got third. She could not even get above third place anywhere else. So it's pretty obvious that there isn't a path forward for her and she needs to unify. I think if she truly believes in the ideas that she and Bernie share Mm. and have made plans for, they need to broker a truce and join forces. But I also think... and. Uh, I don't want to be that person, but I truly think it is pertinent at the same time. And I've talked a lot about this with my friends as well. I think that she does, she has a lot of good points that can, you know, that can help America progress socially and economically Mm -hmm. and, you know, education wise. However, I think that right now America is not ready for a female president. I think they're just not ready and i think that i don't believe that you don't believe that no i don't believe that at all i think well let, let's just look at the record um hillary clinton was the front runner the entire time the last election unfortunately they just unfortunately hillary hillary just has a bad record and she, i think she that's still, also she still won the popular vote by three million votes i mean mm-hmm. she didn't win but she still won the, mm-hmm. the the popular vote. I think Elizabeth Warren, especially around the time that Bernie had his heart attack, Elizabeth Warren was the front runner in the polls mm-hmm. for a while. I think, and you know, I listened to left leaning pundits who kind of criticized her from the left, mm-hmm. not really, you know, the mainstream media who were kind of a little softer on her. But mm-hmm. I think in the debate when you know, she was challenged about how to pay for Medicare for all. And she like went went home and did her homework and did all this stuff. And she kind of backtracked away from Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. It was like, we're going to expand the public option that Obama did the first two years. And then after the midterms, I'm going to try to push the Medicare for all after that. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows that after the, after the midterms, the Senate, the house changes and you usually lose power. Mm-hmm. So, it would be almost impossible. It's almost a very, it's almost more unrealistic than what Bernie wants. Bernie's like, I'm just going to do it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to be like a two-step, three-step process. I'm just going to do this my, my first two years in office. That's what Obama talked about. Yeah. Um, and so once she started talking about that and once she started talking about um, 
kind of just really pushing the public option more than actual Medicare for all, you could see the dip in the polls. Like she kind of started to kind of waffle on it. Yeah, I mean, I when when I say that America's not ready for a female president, I don't mean, you know, oh, you know, I, I don't want one. No, I definitely I definitely feel like she's a, a highly qualified candidate in, in many areas, but I feel like with uh with the whole thing with Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. and after the whole, you know, like she did win the popular vote as you mm-hmm. said, but then that whole email thing and mm-hmm. all of the, you know, let's let's be honest here, the Clintons, they have a history. Yes. And we've all kind of figured that out in the past few years, they have a history. So I think that kind of you know, in a lot of people's minds, they kind of associate basic things. Mm-hmm. So they associate, oh, Hillary Clinton, you know, she was going to be our first woman president, but she did all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Also, um, <clears throat> a lot of the, the also, also uh, with a lot of the commentary around, you know, the Me Too movement and everything like that. Like there's, I, I haven't seen a lot, but there are people out there who... I have seen who have said, oh, another woman running, you know, that kind of thing. And I know it's not everyone, but it's just like, I don't know. Like, I I think a lot of people make these connections in their minds and they don't they don't know it. Like I said, she was the front runner for she was. It's true. And I think once she deviated from the message we talked about this on the last show there were a number of candidates who kind of co-opted bernie's language andrew yang Mm -hmm. kamala harris pete Buttigieg, Mm -hmm. Elizabeth warren oh yeah medicare for all let's do this let's do this and they in the top of last year they were all on board Mm -hmm. but slowly all of them started to kind of deviate from that message right and i think personally for warren when she did that you can chart in the polls once that fiasco happened where they kind of challenged her on that and mm-hmm. she deviated. That's when she started to drop in the polls, I, I personally think. And then right around that time, Bernie mm-hmm. came back out the hospital. AOC endorsed him. Mm-hmm. The uh, the other three women, uh, Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, endorsed him. And I think that surge just kept him up the right. whole time because he stayed on message. Bernie has never deviated from his message. It's He's, true. He's only evolved on it. Like I said, he is better on, on intersectionality now. He talks about it a little bit more, but he's never really about faced or changed mm. too much on his position. Um, and I think a lot of folks respect that. And for Warren, I'm trying to think personally since last year, how much of her message really gets out in the debates. And all I can think of for Warren on the debate stage is I have uh, the the ultra wealth tax and that'll pay for this, this and this. And then the rest of the time from, from especially mm-hmm. recently, she just kind of just shreds Bloomberg or, you know, you're a sexist racist. And, you know, Hillary, I can't remember from 2016, any, any of her policy that she really talked about when mm-hmm. she debated Trump, like right. it was just, you're a sexist, a liar, a pig. And that's cool. It's cool for the yes queen moments, but like for the, for the regular people out there like we need Mm -hmm. a little more than that and i think the reason why i think sanders has done overall better is because i think he really hits those things a little better on the stage Mm -hmm. he could be better but i think he sticks to what he can do for other people and not always specifically hitting Mm. 
the other candidate, you know? Yeah, I can understand that. That's me, though. I could be wrong. You know, comments, no, no, comments come, good. come at me. Um, but yeah, I think... I think Super Tuesday, Warren, even her campaign was like, she encouraged her supporters to vote with their hearts. Mm-hmm. And the moderates used their brains this time. Mm-hmm. And they kicked us in the teeth. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to re- just unite, outsmart, and outorganize them. Mm-hmm. But still be powered by our passion. You yeah, know? exactly. So, yeah, how can we unite the progressives? Because I don't know if you use Twitter or anything, but the Warren and Bernie fans on Twitter are, they're very angry at each other. Mm. For sure. I I actually created a personal Twitter just to kind of just engage away from Blurred Up. And it's it's crazy out there. It's a, it's a jungle. But they want similar things. I don't understand. Well, and I, I want to get to maybe some of the differences and some of the misconceptions. And I, I want to start off with, as you said, a lot of their goals are largely the same. Mm-hmm. I want to first talk to the loud minority of Bernie supporters online who call Warren a snake or a betrayer, this is not helpful whatsoever. And I I say minority because there are millions of Bernie supporters and the thousand or so aggressive ones online are not representative of the most diverse coalition of working class people who are backing him. I'm one of them. I think that's intellectually disingenuous, but I definitely understand how it feels to be bullied online. I've actually criticized Bernie and AOC publicly and various Facebook groups and people who knew I was a Bernie fan, they came at me. Wow. Just for just for saying one little thing about their their person. And it, it was really frustrating. So I, I definitely understand how the Warren supporters feel out there. Yeah. But I, I don't think that should dissuade you from supporting the actual candidate. He, he himself, even though Warren has said some things about Bernie, some of them that, you know, I find fair, mm-hmm. but some things that were outright lies. Right. Um and Bernie has 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 not come back mm-hmm. against her in the way that she has attacked him. Same with with Hillary back in the day. She would say a lot of things about him, and he not only kind of was more reserved in his response to her, but after he dropped out, he campaigned harder for her. Yeah, I remember that. Like what forty rallies he campaigned. He did more rallies for her than she did after he endorsed her. Right. So there's a lot of misconceptions about who he is, and also the the base. And I think. It doesn't help that the supporters online can be vicious. Right. It's like... People online in general. Yeah. I mean, and I want to get to that a little bit. Um, People online in general. I think the aggressive Bernie bro narrative misses the forest for the trees. Yeah. I find it similar to racism versus reverse racism or Dave Chappelle's critique of cancel culture. It's like, who has the real power? When we talk about... Dave Chappelle's canceled, whatever. Who has really been canceled in our society? I mean, Harvey Weinstein got locked up. Yeah. But Lucy Kay's back out doing jokes. Dave Chappelle's still, he's about to host, co-host a, the, the first Netflix comedy festival. It's with him and some other comedians, Martin Lawrence, right? and Kevin uh, Hart. Kevin Hart, yeah. and I forgot the other person. Mm. But anyway, um, there are about, you know, a thousand or so aggressive burning folks online calling people names like who cares like who does that really reach in contrast the liberal mainstream media are actively lying about bernie and warren's positions because the corporate media doesn't want them enacted asking them questions that are usually framed from the political right in these debates or just on the news 
in MSNBC's Chuck Todd and Chris Matthews have literally compared Bernie, a Jewish person, they've compared his campaign to the Nazis. That's, I I really don't even know, like, the best way to say how all sideways fucked up that is. Yeah. And do you know Jason Johnson? He's an MSNBC and Root contributor. He exercised misogyny art toward Bernie's black female base, particularly in his staff, mm. in efforts to kind of further his own propaganda. Have you seen his clip? No. Let me play it for you guys. I do find it fascinating that racist liberal whites seem to love them some Bernie Sanders consistently and always have a problem with any person of color who doesn't want to follow with the orthodoxy of their Lord and Savior Bernie Sanders. The man cares nothing for intersectionality. And I don't care how many people from the island of misfit black girls that you throw out to defend you on a regular basis. Okay. It All doesn't right. mean that That's your campaign you is serious. Crossed the line, oh. sir. I don't care. <clears throat> I don't care. Oh, he did not. Ooh, you need to send me that full clip. I want to see that. Ooh. Now, Jason Johnson has since been pretty much silenced on MSNBC. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's kind of the thing. It's these nasty distortions and lies exponentially reach more people and have a greater effect on the national political conversation. Mm-hmm. Some college kids on their smartphones or political partisan hack contributors on corporate media who are paid to protect the interest of themselves and their bosses. Mm-hmm. Look at The View. The View is one of the most influential political shows we have. And Meghan McCain is, quote unquote, the Republican on, on The View to have, you know, kind of right views. And the other ones are, quote unquote, liberal, which mm-hmm. in the grand scheme, they're actually pretty moderate um, and, and, and to some degree conservative. They just kind of dress it in identity politics to sound woke, but they really aren't. This has far greater consequence than some silly college kids online calling Warren supporters and whatever snakes. It really, like, that's, I, I think that's part of the reason why I don't understand why people take the time to to write these whole paragraphs to argue with someone online through a screen. I'm just like... If you really want to have a discussion with someone that, you know, is is obviously either trolling or, you know, they're just too ignorant to understand, you know, then go ahead, have a conversation with that person, you know, through comments or DMs, whatever. But once you start, you know, name calling and then getting defensive and and, you know, all this other stuff, it's pointless. It'd be like if I'm trying to convince you of something and I slap you first. Yeah. And then I say, hey, listen to me and join me now. Like, no, it doesn't doesn't work that way. Yeah, exactly. I have seen a number of respectful appeals to Warren on social media to step down from her own supporters and from Bernie supporters. Like, our goal is to get progressive values in the White House right now, not to vent and destroy each other. Right. When, When has insulting someone really motivated them to agree with or happily join you. And I get it. You know, people people are angry mm-hmm. right now. Like, the state of America is pretty fucking sad. Like, yeah. you know, let's be real. But I feel like now that we've been through the last four years, now that we've been through what we have, I, I think that people need to stop and think, well, okay, 
What do we want for America? How can we make it better? What's the best path to progress and actually make the America that we want to live in? And I think it's important to, you can ask that question, but folks will be like, just fucking vote for Warren. And there's like a whole funny like hashtag or website of like, she'll win if you vote for her. And like, that's, that's not helpful. Like, we want the ideas in the White House. Um, you know, Bernie has a thing, not me, us, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, if Bernie was hitting third and fourth and fifth in these states, I would ask him to drop out too. Because if, you know, Warren will be a fine president, a great president, honestly. Um, and if she was hitting Bernie's numbers, then I would absolutely rally behind her at this point. Definitely at this point. After Super Tuesday this performance i don't see how warren fans would stay with her when bernie is extremely similar and has the better chance to win even if warren stays in the race i don't see how they stay but yeah i think you know i think for some warren supporters especially the ones in the mainstream media it's high time they recognize just how diverse bernie's base is and stop erasing millions of women, queer people, and people of color who support him with this Bernie bro narrative. I mean, the the view still does it. Yeah. Um, it's long, that myth has long been disproven. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, more women make up Bernie's base than men, according to a Vice poll that you can, you can search at home for yourself. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of women being aggressive towards Warren online. Mm-hmm. Even calling her a snake, calling her all kind of names. It ain't just men. Yeah. The irony is that exit polls and these voter records show that Warren's base is largely well-educated and white. It's it's obvious from the polls that the very vocal number of like POCs online for Warren don't represent the whole at all. She, ironically, has more of a Bernie bro problem than Bernie does right now. Right. So, yeah. I. Mm, but as, as we talked about, on Bernie's side, as you talked about, I think he needs to adopt more of her plans and language on the campaign trail. Yeah. Um, he's better on, on intersectionality from class. I include class and intersectionality, um, to race, to gender. And he has plans for all that. Um, but he does have some shortcomings and particularly in messaging. I think Warren could help him with that. I always find it interesting that, you know, I have friends who are like, Warren has the best racial analysis, but as an aside, as an international studies major for foreign policy, Bernie's Bernie's policy and record would help people of color abroad. More yeah, than Warren. it definitely would. I agree with that. There's an article from In These Times titled, When I Asked Elizabeth Warren to Speak Out Against the Yemen War, She Refused. And it details an actual letter that Warren sent to a Yemeni mm-hmm. woman who uh, pleaded with her to say something. Warren's foreign policy team is made up of a number of ex-Obama and Clinton people, which could potentially sustain the problems that we have abroad problems that we were in before Trump showed up. So I I guess what I'm getting what I want to say in this show. Bernie does have problems. Mm. I'm not going to run from them. Um but I also think that the way that people kind of deify Warren as well is also problematic. She also has some shortcomings as well. Right. As to her supporters, as to Bernie's supporters, um, that minority. Because I think largely on the ground, if you were to go to a Warren rally and just talk to these people mm-hmm. regularly off off Twitter and just have a conversation, what do you value? Mm-hmm. We're all going to be the same. Exactly. Like, that's what it all boils down to. So 
I want everyone to kind of humble themselves. Einstein was a genius. Trump thinks he's a genius. We all fall somewhere in the middle. <laughs> and we need to be mindful and more humble about that, especially in regards to choosing these people and policies that shape our lives and generations to come and just how we talk to each other. Exactly. We, we talk with such hubris and condescension these days, and I think we just need to get back to mm-hmm. connection. I agree. Humanity, compassion. Yeah. That's what I said earlier, and I feel like the world is losing it. Humanity and compassion. And was and the crazy thing is I've seen both Warner and Burning Camps like, that's what we're about. It's the other guys that are blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, guys, stop. You've, everyone, every group has problematic supporters. Beyonce yeah. has problematic supporters. Every fandom has toxicity. It's true. Nothing's going to get done if you just keep shouting at each other and giving these toxic people the the base to, you know, the the soapbox to talk. Like... Even then, it's not even like you're giving them the soapbox. They just kind of take it. Yeah. So it's just like nothing's going to happen if we don't get it together. Yeah. You know, everyone's thinking like this race is vicious, but I don't know if you remember. Mm. I don't know how old you were at the time, but when Barack Obama and Hillary were facing off against each other, Mm. it was far more vicious than Hillary and Bernie or Bernie and Warren. I mean, of course, there wasn't Twitter back in the day, so they couldn't really beef like that. But I promise you, if Hillary fans could tweet to Obama, I mean, she was playing the sexism card on him all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, she tweeted, or tweeted because there was a Twitter back then, but she, in one of her ads, she had Obama in his like traditional Kenyan garb trying to kind of insinuate that he really wasn't one of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was there was some racism in there. I mean, there's... And what happened? She still became a secretary of state. Yeah, that is true. Right? So mm-hmm. I'm hoping, despite the things that Warren has said about Bernie, that they can unite. And if he does win the presidency, he can, you know, give her secretary of treasury or something like that. Um, vice president, I mean, I would kind of rather him choose a woman of color, like maybe yeah. Stacey Abrams, et cetera, um, Nina Turner. But uh, mm. if Barack and Hillary can... Mend the fence, mm-hmm. build the bridge, then Warren and Bernie should be able to. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, that was a lot. <laughs> that was heavy. <laughs> Anything lighthearted to, to add? I haven't seen Invisible Woman, that new horror film. The Invisible Woman? I'm tripping. The Invisible Man. Oh, I was like, wait, I'm what? Tripping. I'm tripping. <laughs> Because the lead character is a woman. I was, I'm blanking out. But that lady was the woman who was in Us, that, that white wife. Ah. And Jordan Peele's kind of, he, he said it was really good. So I'm actually probably going to see it tomorrow. But isn't it, isn't it a similar, a similar plot line as Hollow Man? The one with Kevin Bacon? No, because I think in Hollow Man, they, they were trying to do the experiment. Yeah. Whereas I think in this one, it was like, she thought he was dead or something like they actually like something happened to him, oh. but he's, but he's like slowly like terrorizing her hmm. throughout the whole movie. Like mm-hmm. he's like manipulating her stuff and f- messing with her. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. Oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. hollow man, they were very conscious of him being invisible and they were trying to help him. Yeah. Whereas this guy is just an out- outright villain mm-hmm. in this movie. Hmm. Now I have more interest in seeing it. Let's let's go see it tomorrow. If you aren't busy. 
I have plans in the evening, but before that, I can. Yeah, I mean, anytime, really. I mean, this this weekend, I'm pretty free, so. Anyway, what did you guys think of our conversation? Was I full of crap? Are you still Team Warren? Are you convinced to, to join us? We welcome you. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, what do you want America to look like? Yeah. I think that's what I'm curious about. Like, what do you guys want our country to look like? And, you know, I kind of look at, this, you know, let's, let's make it nerdy. I kind of look at this whole identity politics in the sense of like Wonder Woman versus Black Panther. We talked about this on the show before, mm-hmm. of the different kinds of feminism. You know, Wonder Woman's like, women should, women should lead. They are superior to men. And, you know, when I look at a lot of the Warren comments of like, God, I'm tired of this old white guy doing stuff and i'm like really warren's only several years younger than he is so she's still old she's still white she's still cisgendered the only thing that's different is she's she's a woman it's not like it's a grand difference but the way that it's framed is if there's just night and day and it's not um when we look at black panther obviously the whole monarchy only a man can be the king is a problem Mm -hmm. but largely there's just a lot of great respect for women yeah like, it, the it, society. they don't trip off it yeah. like off of his even like they don't really trip off of his 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 uh hierarchy anyway mm-hmm. right they make jokes at his expense um all kind of things it's a great back and forth there and that's kind of what i envision more of a utopian society of that whereas this whole like women should lead and men should just bow down like it's like it's it's not helpful to, in my in my view i mean i would love to have a woman president i'd love to have a black women trans women like i like you know but this isn't i don't want us to play identity politics bingo like who has the ideas who has the ideas who has the best chance to win who can follow through yes that's what i want to know and let's just get it done yeah like please let's stop fighting fighting each other we have a lot more in common than we do yeah not so make love not war yeah (laughs) lots of love Sorry. <laughs> okay. And anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Resident Evil 3 remake. When's it coming out? I think the end of this month. A lot of people are pretty pumped. And doesn't Final Fantasy come out? Is it in April? Maybe. And then the month after that is Last of Us. The Last of Us Part That's right, 2. Man, so, PS4 is going out going out nice. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. For sure. Yeah. So we're going to do a show next week, but I want to talk about just things that we have going on this month and things that I just want to talk about really quick too. Um, This past Monday actually marked the 20th anniversary of the PlayStation 2's launch in Japan. Hmm. I didn't own a PS2. I was a a GameCube Xbox person. Hmm. But what was your favorite uh, PS2 game? I never owned a PS2 as well. Did you ever play any of the games? No. I had... You Super- played Shadow, though, and you didn't like that, right? I played that on the PS4 just now, and yeah. uh, uh, I didn't like it. Uh, I'm, I'm so sad. Don't attack me. I'm sad. I'm sad. Although my boyfriend said that he'll play it because he loved it. He was shocked, too, if it makes you feel any better. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um I really liked that, that game. I played on PS2. 
Mm. And and then I got it on PS3, and then I bought it on PS4 as well. Oh my god! I love that game. What is it about this game? I just like the, you know, I'm a big Metroid fan, and the the whole idea of like you're all alone, in in this, in this world, and you just have to just use your wits to to conquer and and survive. I think is really cool to me. It could be better. Like some of the controls are a little hard still, mm-hmm. but overall, I think it's a gorgeous game. I think the art direction is fantastic. The music once it swells up, it's like you're playing a movie, like mm-hmm. a fantasy movie. I think it's it's fantastic. Um, my other favorite game for PS2 is Katamari Damashi. Mm-hmm. I love that soundtrack. You ever play those games? No. I I bought it for the Switch, and I'm not sure if the original is out on PS4. But if you can have the means to play it, it's super fun. The soundtrack is one of my favorite soundtracks ever. Is it better than Jet Set Radio Future? No. <laughs> But it is really fun. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes when I'm cleaning the house, I'll put on that opening rock theme. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome. Mm. Um, next week, if I'm not mistaken, Godzilla vs Kong comes out. Mm-hmm. So if it comes out in time, we'll review that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to come out here on time, but it'll come out in America at that time. Uh, the week after that, March 20th, A Quiet Place Part Two comes out. I'm excited for that too. Yeah. So we got a lot coming out for you and i'm sure you know as as the politics rolls down i know my home state missouri votes march 14th you all get registered out there and rock the vote mm-hmm. yeah we got a lot coming through for you guys so stay tuned let's know what you guys think of the show was this show informative for you was it good do you guys want us to go back to just being uh pop culture nerds or do you all <laughs> like this conversation <laughs> Let us know. Thank you all for listening. And uh, if you want to find us, once again, we are on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. We're on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. We're on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D-P-R-U-P. Where can they find you? You can find me at uh, K-E-E-T-A-N-I on Instagram. That spells out Kitani. Mm-hmm. Please like, follow. I'm posting more to Instagram now. Yeah? I'm so excited. I'm, you know, I made a, I made a, a personal Twitter just to follow the election, but I kind of want to make a personal Instagram for mm. myself. You should. I'm, I'm cooking now. Like one of my New Year's resolutions is to cook, mm. uh, two new meals a, a I month. I saw one of your your uh, photo albums on Facebook. It looks so good. Yeah, man. I'm I I make this amazing chicken spinach pine now, mm. and I can make the Korean food dak galbi. I'm really excited about that. So mm. hopefully, I, I want to kind of get more out there yeah totally yeah all right y'all peace thank you bye